John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta spoke to the media on Friday for their end-of-season press conference, so we instantly react to what they had to say. All that and more coming up next year on this instant reaction episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes in video form on YouTube, audio form, wherever you get your shows. We're free and available for you there. We bring you five days a week Ravens coverage, plus bonus content like today on our instant reaction episode and today's episode of locked on ravens is brought to you by linkedin and linkedin jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to you faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply this this one's going to be an interesting one the ravens had their end of season press conference today obviously we're going to be talking about what john harbaugh here costa had to say to the media and look it's it's always something where you're not going to get answers that you love during these and a lot of coach speak and GM speak happen. But what you, what you look for in these is explanations and just trying to get an understanding of things that maybe went wrong during a year, what the goals are for next season. And we're going to be talking about both what John Harbaugh and Eric DeCosta had to say, because they had some interesting stances on some stuff, which we're going to get into and get into the future of the franchise in terms of free agency draft. And also of course, the big elephant in the room, which is the AFC Championship game, and how they handled that, and the game plan, and lack of the running game, and oh, it was we it was talked about, <laughs> it was talked about. So before I dive into that, though, thanks so much for tuning in today here on the show. Again, as I mentioned, we're five days a week on Locked On Ravens. If you want daily Ravens coverage, be sure to subscribe, hit that like button on YouTube, follow along, under form, subscribe there as well. I'm trying to start up my Instagram again, so I'm trying to push that recently. We're on Instagram at kalesharker34. Same as my Twitter handle, it's kalesharker34 as well. And if you're an everydayer, I appreciate you tuning in every single day. If you're somewhere in the middle, you know, you're a new listener. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're somewhere in the middle of that, thanks so much for tuning in as well. And in the chat, if you want, if you're live with us here on YouTube, you want to put in your comments. I'm going to see a lot of hardball comments. I'm sure we're going to be talking about that. I already see a couple of them in terms of people not wanting hardball to be in Baltimore anymore. I see Zeke in the chat and another Kevin. Good, good name, Kevin. I like that name. So we'll talk about that too. But again, let's just start with the elephant in the room here, which is the AFC championship game how the Ravens didn't run the ball. And look, we can all admit it. It was right in front of our eyes, right? The Ravens did not run the ball the way they needed to. Six running attempts, running back, 16 total carries throughout the game. It's something that just, it can't happen for the Ravens in a way where you're such a good dominant run team and you just abandon it in the biggest moment of the season. And John Harbaugh was asked about that and he gave some in-depth answers to everything, but I'm not sure it's necessarily what fans were looking for. Now I'm trying to pull it up. You will not believe the morning I had my computer just completely fritzed out on me. I had to reset everything. It's in my password. It wasn't my password. I had to repull everything up, but John Harbaugh ended up talking about with the run game 
He said, if he was, he said first, he was asked about having conversations with Todd Munkin during the game about running more. He said, yes, we did throughout the game. That's not the number you want to have. That's that's not the number that's going to want to save a championship game for sure. It's more than just calling plays. A big part of our game plan was RPOs based on what the defense gives you. You can check in and check with me, which run past options a lot of times. A lot of what we're doing was a direct, directed line of scrimmage based off what the defense gave us, and the defense was lined up to take away the run. The next thing would have been to bring, in, bring it in tight and run the ball in heavy formations. We could have done that, but we were down. So they wanted to keep the formations open and give ourselves the best chance to move the ball and score points. And again, he said it's not, he's not an excuse. He's, he's not making an excuse. He wants to run the ball more, but sometimes you have to be willing to get big and run the ball that way. We just didn't want to do it that way in the game. And it cost us an opportunity to run the ball more. I mean, he's acknowledging it was a mistake, but, but I think the way fans took this answer was, Oh, well, we just, we just didn't want to do it because we were down. I, th- I think that's what people took away from that answer. Not, not the fact that he said it was an excuse, but the fact that, you know, he said, well, we could have just done this and we could have just brought it in tight and run, ran the ball, which they should have done. If the, if the defense was dictating the way you run your offense, that's not the way you win football games, right? If the defense is giving you a look and you can't look at that look and say, yeah, you're going to do that. We're just, we're just going to overpower you. We're going to run right through you. I understand wanting to maximize looks and maximizing advantages. I think there's a way that you could do that. If you were the Ravens and you were trying to run the ball and then off of looks when they, if they still gave you heavy looks and the run game wasn't working, if the run game wasn't working, then all right, fine. You can go to those passing looks. And if they're still dictating the line of scrimmage with those heavy looks, you can go and pass the ball off of play action. But the fact that the Ravens barely even attempted to run the ball in this game, at least far less than what we've seen from them, the chiefs understood that, Hey, we're, whether it's we're getting in their minds or we're not doing or we're letting them not do what they do best or something along those lines, it, it didn't happen the way that it needed to for the Ravens. And there were ways to run the ball. There are ways to run the ball on heavy looks. But Baltimore, I just, I don't know. I think the true answer and some of the live said is I think Baltimore just got panicked. I, I think they did. They saw the Chiefs score two quick touchdowns. It was 14 to seven. And I think the Ravens thought to themselves, wow, this is going to be a shootout. And I, I don't think John Harbaugh got up there and lied. I don't think I don't, I don't think what he said was a lie, but I do think that there are other ways that you can, can work off of heavy defensive line looks in the run game and take advantage of that. If Even if you wanted to throw the ball more than you wanted to run the ball in this game, you still need to work in the run game. You still need to work in your running back, six total carries and – I mean, I, I see and I see see Stackhouse saying Harb's commenting that the Chiefs played a better game is kind of Dodgers' responsibility to a degree. Also discounts how well the defense played for three quarters. Frustrating. Yeah, I mean, look, in this situation, you're in the AC championship game, right? There there are there are no excuses. You you work up to that point, you win you win at least one playoff game for the Chiefs, they won two. For the Ravens, they won one. You're in playoff mode. You're one of the best teams. I mean, look, we can we can say the Ravens were the best team in the NFL this season, and you come up short in a way where you just completely abandon your identity. And John Harbaugh saying, look, we could have run the ball in tight formations, but, you know, we were down, so we, we thought that throwing the ball is going to be better. You, you stick, in my opinion, and it's something that Dan Campbell did, and he lost in that Detroit NFC Championship game, right? He lost, but he, he stayed true to himself, was aggressive on fourth down, those are the Detroit Lions we saw all season. For the Ravens, 
John Harbaugh and the Ravens got away from their identity. Tom Monken got away from the identity of the team. You can you can understand losing a game if you stuck true to what worked for you. And this this was the Chiefs' run defense that just wasn't great the entire season, right? That they're 20, 20, what, 24th, I think they were coming into this game or the regular season against the run. And the running backs only get six carries. And John Harbaugh was asked about that. He said, you don't think in those terms during the game, you, you're thinking play by play, series by series, what they're going to stop and what they're going to do to stop you and attack you. You're not thinking, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to answer for how many times I ran the ball in the press conference after the game. That's not important during the game. You want to find ways to win the game. However, you can. And again, John Harbaugh is, I think, telling the truth when he says you don't think about, oh, wow, Gus has three carries right now. We got to get him at least seven. But I think you have to think of game flow, right? For me, game flow is... Game flow is so king when you talk about just any type, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever you want to say. It's different for every sport, but within the game flow of a game, Gus Edwards never had an opportunity to get hot, right? Because the Ravens saw Gus Edwards have that 15-yard run after the fourth down play Lamar Jackson had, and they barely gave him the ball again. If the Ravens just decide what they've done all season, they pound the rock, the Ravens decide to go, all right, we're going to run the ball was what's working for us right now. It wasn't even about game flow or worrying about how many carries the running back had. To me, it was about go with the hot hand, go with what's working for you. And, and hot hand doesn't necessarily mean player. I think, you know, hot hand means, oh, well, this aspect of our offense is working or the offense can't stop what our defense is doing. That is that is game flow. And I think Mike McDonald, for example, he used game flow to his advantage because what happened in the second half? The Chiefs got conservative. Mike McDonald used that to his advantage. He figured some things about out about Mahomes in that offense, and the Chiefs did not score a point in that second half. The Ravens did not adjust to game flow when they couldn't get once, – once they abandoned the runs of the degree the way that they did, they had plenty of opportunities. It was very late in the game. They still could have they, – they played the game like they were down by 30 points the entire game. They were down by 10 for the majority of it, seven for – you know, seven or 10 for the pretty much entirety of the game. And that, to me, is I think what – has fans not a little upset, very upset right now in, in terms of that. And John Harbaugh did say that, you know, a couple of things about Lamar scrambling here. He said that he and Lamar talked, had a great conversation. They hashed it out and they were already thinking the same way. And he said Lamar scrambling is always going to be a huge part of it because it keeps the defense honest in a lot of ways and factor in as much in the game. We want to be a, we want it to be a bigger part of what he does, of course. And to me, it's like, well, it didn't factor in the game because, I mean, the Ravens didn't use it. I mean, they didn't run the ball, right? That that's why they that's why it wasn't a big part of the game because they didn't run the ball and and him scrambling is different than design runs I get that right when Lamar scrambles you know it's a, it's a pass play and he's running out he's trying to make something happen he sees a rush lane and he takes it but the running game just wasn't whether it was scrambles whether it was design runs RPOs whatever you want to say the Ravens just didn't do enough in that aspect so coming up in the second part of the show we'll keep talking about. But John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta had to say about this Ravens team. We'll continue talking about the AFC Championship. I see we have some comments. We'll get into those as well. So be sure to stay tuned. We have a lot to get to here on this live instant reaction edition of Locked on Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? If you ever wonder maybe what adventure could be around the next corner, our friends in Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities 
take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Plus, its class executive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. And Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight and expansive cargo capacity and advanced an advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and over 6,000 pounds of towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. We're back here, our second segment of Locked On Ravens Live Edition here, coming to you on a Friday afternoon. Kevin Ostriker talking with you. Happy Purple Friday, everybody. I know it's not as happy because the Ravens are not in the big dance anymore. They lose in the championship game. And John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta spoke to the media on Friday. And today we're going to talk about continuing what they had to say. We talked in that first segment about John Harbaugh, what he had to say about the lack of the run game in the AFC championship. And I I keep seeing comments here and I see a couple are saying, well, John should have just admit, he should admit he got out coached. He he should admit that the Ravens and they they just, John Harbaugh got out coached by Andy Reid and he should have said that. And he did, he said that to a degree. And I'm, I'm trying to find, the exact quote where it is, the Ravens transcripts aren't out yet. So I'm going based off of, uh, you know, other people who put the quotes out. But John Harbaugh said, look, the Chiefs played the better game and this, that, and the other. At least I heard that during the press conference. And I I think that, look, we can all admit that John Harbaugh got out, coach. We can all admit that, you know, the Chiefs got in the Ravens' head a little bit. But it's just, it's disappointing the outcome of the game. And to kind of go back and, and reflect on it, to just still blows. I still really haven't like gotten over the fact that this team really ran the ball 16 times. It was tied for their lowest total. Well, actually, no, it was their second lowest total in over six years, six years, 2017. Lamar wasn't even drafted yet. Week four, 2017. That, that's when this whole thing happened. And by the way, quickly here, if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, follow along on YouTube and in audio form. If you want to watch, want to listen, it really helps. I can hit the like button, turn notifications on, on YouTube helps get this show for me in front of, Ravens fans and more NFL fans. And I appreciate all the support and all the growth we've had, which is awesome. But back to the topic at hand, I, I Baltimore get up saying Ravens giving us man news while Orioles giving us gems. What, what a, if you're an Orioles fan and you're watching this show, plus you're a Ravens fan, what a crazy week. I mean, like the, I'm in that boat. Unbelievable. One of the craziest roller coaster rides in Baltimore sports history, considering the past. Now this we're on day six or no, we're on day five. Now, Past five days have been Ravens losing the AFC Championship game. The you know they lose Mike McDonald. The Orioles get sold. The Orioles get Corbin Burns last night. They the Ravens hire Zach Orr. Now we have this just up and down and up and down and up and down for for a lot of the Baltimore sports fans here. And Kevin saying John Harbaugh said what he usually says, but before he questioned the Mars record in the playoffs, let's look at Harbaugh since that crazy Flacco run. And I I can't remember. I put out in Lamar's tenure what it's been, but you can even go back. No, I, I said since, yeah, since they won the Super Bowl. So Kevin, I, I had this tweet out. Let me see if I can scroll. I'm going to scroll really far for it while, while I continue talking here, but look, the, the playoff success for John Harbaugh and the Ravens since Joe Flacco, it, it's been lackluster. In fact, it's been, it's been less than lackluster. It, it has not been good. This was the first time the Ravens made the AFC championship game since they won the Super Bowl in 2012, 2013. And for an organization that prides themselves on being consistent and have great regular season success, I mean, we can all admit that's not good enough. They will admit that's not good enough. Here we go. I found it. 
How far are the Ravens have advanced in the playoffs since winning the Super Bowl in 2012? 2013, they missed the playoffs. 2014, they advanced to the division around. 2015, 2016, 2017, they missed. 2018, it was the wild card exit. 2019, 2020 divisional. 2021, they missed the playoffs again. 2022, it was a wild card exit. And then 2023, conference championship. So it has not been up to the level that the Ravens have needed it to be at, right? I think we can all admit that. We can all say that when it comes to the big goal. The big goal is not to be a regular season success team. The big goal is to be the, the Super Bowl champions, make progress in the playoffs. And I think they, they took a step forward in the playoffs this year by making the championship game. But with how good they were, how dominant they were, again, if you listen if you listen to me every day on Locked on Ravens, I said I said before this season that, hey, you know what? For me, this season's Asian championship or bust. I'm fine with an Asian championship appearance. But how good they were, I shifted those expectations. I said, look, they're too good not to make the Super Bowl. They're too good not to win it this year. And that's why for so many people, it's such a failure here in a season. Uh, the Chef 87 checking in. Good afternoon, Kevin and everyone. Thanks for going live. This might be a future 30 for 30. Ravens had the best team. It could. You know what? With the graphic, you, you know the Washington graphic from, what was it, 2013 with Bobby Slowick and Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, et cetera, et cetera. I think the Ravens defensive staff could have that. We'll talk about that in, in the final part of the show, just a tad. I see, I see, I see people do not want John Harbaugh back. And yeah, I see Kevin real coach would have admitted he got out coached. I mean, he, he, he said that, but at the same time, I, I don't think it necessarily means that Dungas during the game is over. Uh, CJ Appleton saying with all this talk about the run game, we do not discuss the difference in the game is the two red zone turnovers. If we would have had run more and turn the ball over or and not turn it over in the red zone, we still would have lost. Yeah. I mean, I think this point, the Ravens, if they had the success running the ball, I mean, TJ's right here. If the Ravens turn the ball over in the red zone with a good run game, the way that they did, they still lose the game that way. But I don't know if you turn the ball over, if you're running the ball in the red zone, the Ravens just didn't have that. And John Harbaugh said as such, where look, if we don't turn the ball over, we win the game, right? Or we have a better shot to win the game. He said, we could have won that game. If we would have finished a couple of plays, we would have won that game. Our defense played phenomenally in the second half. I'm disappointed that we didn't win the game from a football standpoint. The focus is how, how can we protect our run game a little better with our pass game at times? It goes both ways. It's how can you protect the run game with the pass game? How can you protect the pass game with the run game? I bet the Ravens have more success in their pass game if they run the ball more. It keeps the defense honest. And if you start to have that success, even though, even though the Chiefs were giving you heavy looks, I still think that you, you have more success because you're running the ball. And you, even if it's a couple of chunk plays, like you have a couple of 15-yard runs like you did with Gus Edwards, I get that the defense, but you don't, you don't <laughs> in my opinion, you don't want to have the defense dictate your game plan. You want to go in there. And that's, that's been Ravens football. Defenses can give you heavy looks. You have the heavy personnel right back. You can put Patrick Ricard you know, right, right in the backfield. You can put them in line. You can use two tight end sets and heavy formations and the sixth offensive lineman looks. I'm, I'm not saying run goal line from your own 20, but you can still dictate that way. And the Ravens have been that team that say, you know what, we're going to just smash mouth you in the mouth and we're, we're not going to care what looks you give us. And it was disappointing. The Ravens didn't do that in this game. And Kevin's saying they played 60 Bs most of the game. I mean, yeah, you saw guys out there. I mean, Deion Bush comes in for, I can't remember who the injured chief was. I think it was, was it Mike Adams? I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mike Adams. But you have, you know, McDuffie and, and Sneed and Justin Reed out there. The Chiefs, the weakness was the run defense. And regardless of if they were giving you heavy looks, there was, look, the, the Chiefs front seven was injured. Even the front four, you want to just talk about the front four. The front four was injured. Derek Nottie didn't play. Chris Jones was clearly beat up for the majority of this game. You also have Willie Gay didn't play in this game. If you want to go to, to front seven, 
Ravens, I think, had opportunities, and it doesn't really matter to me that, oh, the Chiefs were playing heavy looks. I get that you don't want to run into a heavy look every single time, but you, <laughs> you got you got to do it at some points. I mean, 16 carries is just is just not enough. In Baltimore football history, saying Casey knew they wouldn't stop our run. Casey was hoping to force the coaches into being too clever by half, and it worked. Harbaugh is a simpleton. Oof, simpleton, man. I feel, for me, I mean, I agree with the comment where Casey knew they had they had to pull out essentially all the stops, right? They had to pull out all the stops to start to stop Baltimore's run game. And I guess it was a, it was a, a throw in a prayer, right, of the Chiefs saying, we're just going to give them heavy looks all game because their, their back end is incredible. I mentioned Sneed, McDuffie, Justin Reed, et cetera. Their back end is incredible. And the Chiefs were probably saying, we just need to force them into throwing the ball. We have to give them looks. And with guys like Nick Bolton, you know, you, you throw those guys on tight ends and say, let's just, let's just hope it works. Nick Bolton on that Lamar scramble touchdown was on Zay Flowers at the end of it. The Chiefs were willing to live with that if they could make the Ravens not run the ball. And it's exactly what they did. Nana Rave checking in saying, I don't know any more than I did before the presser, <laughs> other than we need a young coach to keep up with the times. Look, I, I think with the Harbaugh conversation, I've said this, I'll say it again. Regardless of how you feel about Harbaugh, the Ravens making the AAC championship game, they were never going to move on from him. Again, regardless of how you feel about it, if you think they could have kept him, if you think they could have moved on from him, them taking a step forward, they were never going to move on from him. But here's the reality of the situation. The next step forward for the Ravens is a Super Bowl, at least making the Super Bowl. And look, you don't fire a coach that makes the Super Bowl, right? But if it's anything less than that for John Harbaugh, you have to have a serious, serious, serious conversation, serious look inward if you're the Ravens, because with every year that this thing doesn't get done, with every year the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, it, it's another year you're wasting. You're wasting Lamar's prime. You're wasting another year of, of this guy and that guy. And again, I think John Harbaugh, in the grand scheme of things, is a good coach. I've said that. I, I, I've said it before. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying breaking news here. But sometimes ten years are just meant to come to an end. Sometimes you need a change. And for the Ravens, they've had to kind of address that with Don Martindale, with Greg Roman. Well, the next guy on the list here is not the special teams coordinator, right? You have to look inward if you're the Ravens. And the Ravens again, we're never going to move on from him by taking a step forward. But the next step forward is a Super Bowl, and, and that's kind of just what it is right now so coming up in the final part of the show we're going to be talking a bit more about what john harbner and acosta had to say we're going to be again wrapping up the AG championship talk then getting into some of the stuff that eric acosta had to say and john harbaugh as well about the future of the franchise for agency draft fifth year options and more stay tuned a lot to get to here on this live interaction edition of locked on ravens don't go anywhere first this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. We're in February now. At the start of the new year, though, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created a tool to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And with LinkedIn, I've had a ton of great experiences over on there, whether it's finding jobs, connecting, networking. LinkedIn's really awesome. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than professionals. It's making it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy, in fact, when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And maybe you want to achieve some goals in 2024. The right team member might be able to help you do that. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one is delivering quality hires for competitors. LinkedIn also knows small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time and resources to hire. Thank you. LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. And for me, I'm a big 
snack guy. So I, I love the chips, the dips, the nachos, all that type of stuff. DoorDash is the place to go if you need to order something. Maybe the game went to a timeout. Time to order with DoorDash. Halftime, order in with DoorDash time. Two-minute warning, you got it. That's the cue to order in with DoorDash. Whenever the clock stops, honestly, that's your time to order in with DoorDash. And I'm also, you know, also the game day package. I love that too. So pizza, wings, soda, burgers. You can get that all delivered on DoorDash without missing the game. You can also score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. So for me, I'm a big pizza guy. So underground, you know, you, you look at a bunch of different places with all these underrated pizza spots, like underground pizzas, awesome in the area I have and uh, sushi. I'm also a big sushi guy. So there are plenty of options in the Baltimore area on DoorDash. You can get 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code LOCK23, subject to change terms apply. And you can get all your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery. They're all on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Again, 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. And enter code LOCK23, subject to change terms apply. One more time, don't forget to use code LOCK23, 50% off of the $10 value when your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply. We are back rounding out Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker giving you a, a Purple Friday episode today. Or we had our episode come out at 6 a.m. this morning. We talked about Zach Orr and why I think that's the perfect hire for the Ravens considering the circumstances. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to do so. We'd really appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe to the channel here on Locked On Ravens if you're enjoying the content. If you like with the Ravens, we give you daily Ravens coverage five days a week, even in the offseason. So been doing this since August of 2019. I've never missed an episode. And it's a streak I'm proud of, and I, I like talking about this team, obviously, during the good times, but even during the bad times. It, it, it can be therapeutic sometimes to talk about it, but obviously in a press conference like this, end of season with John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, you kind of have to reminisce on some of the bad that happened here. So I, I think a comment I saw, I'm trying, I can't remember where it went. I, I thought I saw it. Yeah, here we go. Baltimore get up saying, what you're saying is the offensive line was overrated, Kevin. I thought it was. We were kind of like it was okay. Tyler Linderbaum and Kevin Zeitler are good pieces on that line. Ronnie Stanley had a great game against Houston. And Ronnie Stanley's season was so up and down. But both John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta kind of commented on the offensive line and how important the offensive line is. And he kept saying offensive line, you know, offensive lineman, offensive lineman. And he talked about Ronnie Stanley, Eric DaCosta did. He said the OL is always something we're going to be that we're going to stress here. Unfortunately, Ronnie, no fault of his own. He's had a series of injuries that have hurt his performance. I love Ronnie. He's still a talented player. I think this is a big offseason for him. Very vague when it comes to Ronnie Stanley. Very, very vague. And I I don't know if that means they're going to move on from him. The Ravens can clear, I think, about if it's a pre-June one, about nine million dollars with the dead cap. And then next year, they would clear about $20 million without dead cap with uh with whatever it was, the, the pre-June 1st cut. So that was a very vague answer by DaCosta. I don't know what they're going to end up doing, but th there's a lot to look at when it comes to Baltimore and what the Ravens have gone with on their offensive line because the, he's right. The, the, the injuries Ronnie Stanley has suffered have impacted his performance, and I think you have to take a serious look in the mirror if you're the Ravens about Stanley. I think there's going to be a new left guard next year. It could even be a new right right tackle excuse me, next year. I think they bring back Kevin Zeitler, Eric DaCosta, congratulated Zeitler, and said a bunch of good stuff about him. So I think he'll be back, but I don't necessarily know what it means for with Baltimore how they're going to address it because – I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent on the offensive line, too. The offensive line, the trenches are what really makes an offense. And starts up front. The Ravens need to have five quality offensive linemen. I think this year they were kind of rotating between two two to three, especially with the rotation. You, you, you cannot do that 
for me. I mean, if they ran the ball more, maybe we're having a different conversation, but kind of have guys out there you can trust 1,000%. Yeah, I see a bunch of comments about Harbaugh and, yeah, everything. Uh, we would have worn them out after three quarters with Joey said that. Yeah, with the run game, I think they definitely would have ran them, you know, especially to get to the fourth quarter. It's AFC North style football for the Ravens. You play that game and you go and you have a situation where even even you, you run Gus Edwards wild in the fourth quarter, let's say, because the Ravens were down by t- it was 10 points. It was 10 points. It was not like this was a 30 point game and you had to air the ball out first. I, I will never get over first and tens in the fourth quarter. Deep shot, incompletion, second and 10. They pick up the first down, first and 10. Deep shot, incompletion, pick up. It was just every first and 10, they were just throwing the ball incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. And it it, it was very frustrating to watch there. I see, I see Marie saying this week we go down as one of the stupidest weeks in Baltimore sports. Up there with the Colts and Orioles winning championship in the same year when the, when the Colts left in six days. Yeah, I, I, Marie, it's, it's been crazy. How wild this week has been for Baltimore sports. Unbelievable. Kevin saying Lamar should be under center more would be damn unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't necessarily know what the Ravens game plan has to be. It's going to be year two of Todd Munkin next season, but I think Lamar under center Lamar, I think would be awesome. And we saw, we've seen under center Lamar and it's worked. Uh, I have Taurus saying Kevin John is untouchable. I think next year we might be having a different conversation about that Taurus. I think, the Ravens, and we saw the same thing with Greg Roman. Even, you know, even if you want to go down the Steve Saunders route, the Ravens are extremely loyal to their guys. It's mostly a good thing, but in certain situations, I think it can kind of bite them. And for me, I, I don't necessarily – look, Greg Roman stayed a year too long, maybe even two if you want to argue that. Steve Saunders stayed quite a while too long. We can argue that. For John Harbaugh, I see Daniel here saying, Kevin John's contract is up after 2025. Will they renew? I – I don't think, I mean, we're not going to know that, but this this upcoming year to me is the year. It's judgment year for John Harbaugh, right? Once the Ravens beat the Texans in the, in the divisional round, I had kind of hinted at it on my show, John Harbaugh was safe whether you wanted him there or not. And you know, whether you're on the, the side of the conversation, I mean, look, who to me would be the better option for head coach of the Ravens right now? I think John Harbaugh is a good coach, but I think Mike McDonald is a guy that, you know, we might look back on this in a couple of years and be like, man, Really would have wished the Ravens would have kept Mike McDonald here and, and everything that happened. It was, it was circumstance. It was unfortunate. And I see Joey saying that the, the, the Chiefs dictated the game. They absolutely did. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. But I, I don't necessarily know where the Ravens go from here. I mean, it, John Harbaugh and Eric DeCasa did talk a bit more about the offseason, you know, fifth-year options. Eric DeCasa talked about not picking up Patrick Queens. Fifth year option, he said, you never know on these situations. Patrick had an amazing season. I love Patrick. He's one of my favorite guys on this team. And said that he put himself in a great position to hit the market. He's a special player. I think the Ravens, based off what happened with Patrick Queen, I I think they might take an approach where they might say, hey, you know what? We're going to pick up the fifth year option on Lafay Owe, maybe even on Bateman. I I think if if I had to guess, they're going to decline Bateman and pick up Owe. That's what I would say. But I don't, I don't know. The queen decision was a mistake, but again, there is hindsight in all those things, but of course it's that. And I, Taurus, I see you saying let your optimism, but we'll be back next year saying the same thing. And Taurus, if we, if we are back, I appreciate you saying like the optimism, first of all, but if we're back here, because again, I've, I've always operated on the assumption that if you've listened to me here, if you're tuning in here every day, I mean, listen to me on Lockdown Ravens, I had said, 
if there's not a step forward from John Harbaugh this season, there's no way that I can defend them keeping him. There was a step forward. And so I'm not defending Harbaugh and saying, oh, he he play, he had this perfect game plan against Kansas City. Of course, he's a stay. Of course, the, that is not true. But they took the step forward. And that's where I'm like, OK, that's that's the Ravens reasoning. That's what I'm trying to explain. That's that's what the reasoning is. But if there's not a step forward next year, I can't I can't defend it. I can't justify them if they decide to keep him after that, because you're just at that point, you're wasting years of Lamar. And I'm not saying that it's all on John Harbaugh. It's all on Todd Munkin. It's all on Lamar. It's all on the game plan. It, it's a combination, but we have seen the trend. And I think what, what makes people upset about this whole situation is we've heard John Harbaugh, especially at the end of games, what I, I talked about it on today's show, what happened when Keaton Mitchell got the ball, was it four times against Cleveland? He had like two touchdowns or huge gains and he ended up, you know, having four carries the whole game. What John Harbaugh say? Well, it's just the way the game went. What, what happened when the Ravens lost this game to the Chiefs? They didn't run the ball. John Harbaugh said, well, that's just the way the game went. What happened in 2019 when Gus Edwards had three carries? The Ravens lose to the Titans. They get away from their identity again. John Harbaugh, that's the way the game went. So that, that's where I, I sense the frustration. I feel the frustration from fans right now. And I see Mike making a, making a case for Harbaugh saying, who's better than Harbs right now? Y'all got him on a stake. I think it was just a bad offensive game plan. I'll, I'll take both approaches to that, Mike. First of all, I think that, Look, at this point, the only possible guy you would have wanted over John Harbaugh if you're the Ravens, Mike McDonald was your guy. And I think that's where even the Harbaugh acceleration tree when it comes to get him out, get him out, get him out. I think it was because McDonald was right there and and people kind of knew he was going to leave. But I think that, yeah, out out of all the guys, there would have been teams lining up out the door for Harbaugh. But again, 10 years happen, 10 years shift, and that's what it is. And for me... I think that with the offensive coordinator part of this, it being a bad offensive coordinator game plan, John Harbaugh is the head guy, right? I, I, don't, I don't think we can excuse John Harbaugh just because Todd Munkin, you know, he, he had the game plan. John Harbaugh has to sign off on those game plans. And yeah, I see Baltimore football history saying head coach approves the game plans. Harbaugh could have been in Todd Munkin's ear and been like, hey man, look, we, we need to run the ball. Like we, we need to stop doing all this throwing stuff right now. We have to establish something on the ground. So I think it's fair to give blame to both guys. Munkin, didn't execute it the right way, but John Harbaugh proved that he's the head guy and it's, it's going to fall on him in these situations. So I, I think that with Baltimore, some of the other stuff Eric DeCosta had to say about when he said, I don't subscribe to the idea of windows closing and opening. I think that's true. Yeah. I don't think a window necessarily closes or opens and it's just completely shut or completely open, but there, there is a degree of it. And I think we can all, we can all acknowledge that this year was the best chance that Baltimore had to win the Super Bowl in the John Harbaugh or John Harbaugh in the Lamar Jackson era. Maybe, maybe you could argue the John Harbaugh era, right? Depending on what your views on certain teams were. Uh, John Harbaugh also gave an update on some surgeries. He said that Marcus Williams won't won't have surgery. I know that was a, a popular guess by people as to whether Williams needed the surgery on his pec. John Harbaugh said no. John Harbaugh also said Morgan Moses has to decide whether he wants to have the surgery. Dafe Owe had thumb surgery, but no big major injuries other than the ones that we already know about at this point. Eric DaCosta also said, you know, glad he has justice on a two-year deal. He was one of the young tongue heroes of the team. And, yeah, the challenges with the J.K. injury, Keaton injury. And he said that, quote, we'll see where things lie with Gus and J.K. So we'll see. I know Derrick Henry's a popular destination pick for a lot of fans for the Ravens this year. And, I don't know whether it'll be Derrick Henry, Saquon, one of those guys. So we'll see. I don't, I don't necessarily 
know what the Ravens offseason plan will be right now. We're just, you know, breaking down the press conference from Eric Costa and John Harbaugh, but we'll get more into that as the season goes on or offseason, I guess, on Locked On Ravens. And again, really appreciate everybody for tuning in to this live edition. If you want to, be sure to subscribe to this channel, leave a like on the video. It all helps me out a ton with the support. It just, it means a lot to me. We've been doing this for a long, long time here and the communities we've we've had on this show. Tough times, good times for the Ravens. You know, it, it's been really, I don't want to, I don't even know if the word's inspirational, but it's, it, it keeps me going really. And so I appreciate everybody. If you listen every day, if it's your first time in here, or if you go and you you listen sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it doesn't matter. A- any listen counts to me and I really appreciate it. So that's why I have you here today on Locked on Ravens. Taurus, I appreciate you. Longtime fan, Kevin, man. I mean, it means a lot to me, man. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for the support. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back here on Monday. We're going to be talking more Ravens. We're going to continue to break down the season. We'll get more into draft talk, ratings you talk kind of transition i guess is the word i'll use into that so again be sure to subscribe on youtube subscribe in audio form subtext if you want to be there social media instagram it's at chaos 34 and same thing on twitter i'll see you right back here on monday on lockdown ravens thanks for tuning in again see you right back here soon on lockdown ravens